Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. We kept going. We did. We watched episode one of Serial O-O-O, Time Monster. It's noteworthy because there's only two uh, production codes that have O in them. It's O-O, the Ice Warriors, and O-O-O, the Time Monster. That's it. This is the last time uh, the letter O features in a Doctor Who production code. I feel like O O O. It's sounds- magic. Yeah. No, I was going to say it sounds like an orgasm joke, <laughs> which fits right in with the uh, boob joke of Tom Tit and the dick joke of that stupid time sensor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Time Monster. Wow. It's um like, I mean, if if you take that stuff out of it and some like and you know like i don't know 26 percent of the feminine feminism jokes yeah. then it's just your average you know this is a doctor who episode with a master mm-hmm. you know starting off a new story uh you know J- joe is wearing a kicking pair of boots and a cute dress uh the doctor's being the doctor they're working together and yeah. and you know and then the master's off doing some dastardly stuff that we don't completely recognize but yeah then you've got this layer of like what were they just like choking up and like yeah dude this is gonna be super funny it's weird this is the most 70s doctor who episode i think we've seen yet and it's taken until 1972 to get there as we know because of the copyright date at the end of the episode i was so nervous uh, as that as the credits rolled I was thinking, oh, they, they still do have copyright dates right mm-hmm. i didn't say it didn't say anything siri did, i don't know no 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 oh no i said it again i didn't say sorry everyone listening who has an apple device uh no, that's a Google so, thing. It's I fine. Know, in the last episode, we had the Google go off, that's and now right. we've got what's her name. So, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. sorry, listeners, <laughs> our devices want to play. They really do. Uh, and why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they all want to join in the fun like everyone seems to be doing here on the Time Monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's it's interesting. Right. Um, I appreciate the master, you know, t- taking up yet another disguise somewhere mm-hmm. and conning and hypnotizing everybody into believing that he is an expert in something you know this is this is some good master stuff i, right. I enjoy it uh recognizing that unit is is on the case so he's like oh yeah i'm gonna quick switch out nice nicely uh-huh. done yep. um you know and then and then you've got the the very the classic pertwee era blowhard of the proctor coming in and being like Pro- proctor is the oh. is the the guy who we saw proctor and we thought we were hit, like, the man from the ministry it's like yeah. big, oh man they they cast so perfectly when they're casting men from the ministry uh-huh. and they do it again yep yep they really did yeah. like this is he's he's great at what he does and uh yeah like there's there's a lot of this that is worth the, to like right it's just it's like they weren't taking it seriously, so I feel like I shouldn't take it seriously. So I guess for the rest of this, I'm not going to take this very seriously. It uh, hmm. we're only in episode one. I just don't. I don't know what. Yeah. Tread carefully, because I would like to experience this as unspoiled as possible. Besides all the things that I said that I already knew before, and I did know that the master is in it, and I did recognize the name Tom Tit. I had forgotten 
but the, I, I think there are going to be a number of other elements that we're going to get to right. in this story. And I'm going to go, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I just couldn't call it up to mind. Right. I, I just sort of think, you know, whenever you can tell that everyone on screen is just having fun, it often results in a much worse episode, <laughs> be it uh, Time Flight. Uh, I know that Peter Davidson says, like, Earthshock was hell when we made that, but it was a much better episode. We all had a blast making Time Flight, and it's crap. Um, I really like Time Flight, so like time. shut up, all of you. It doesn't, it doesn't look as good as Earthshock. Just do that. Uh, <laughs> well, wait until we get to Earthshock, and right. I can reevaluate how I feel, because I've seen Time Flight at least twice. Maybe three times uh-huh. since I've seen Earthshock, so I don't know. That's true. There's a certain smugness, though, when when they're sort of, oh, we're having fun and we can do whatever we want. And, you know, kind of that kind of comes across in the worst instance in the end of time uh, because they're really indulging themselves because it's the end of an era. Uh, this fe- feels like the end of an era. It's just the end of a season and not even that because they shoot another story after this. Uh, but it just feels like, hey, we're all just having fun. And it's just, ha- you know, there's all sorts of, cre- like, you know, all that Cretan jazz, Simmer Downs, too, all these, like, little bits of 70s catchphrases mm-hmm. yeah i didn't mind that stuff i thought that was kind of fun yeah it's the you know the the dialogue being fun and of its you know of its era is that's fine with me mm-hmm. i like that it's it's the production side stuff when the production team is treating something like a joke that's that's a completely different thing from the actors and well, the characters uh-huh. um, being jokey, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I often wonder when it comes to like double entendres and all these other silly things about how how innocent was it back in the olden days? It was not. It was not. And yet I want to point out. That during the 1972 presidential election, the re-election uh, campaign of Richard Nixon, there were literal buttons mm-hmm. that said, "No one," because of course we're talking about Tricky Dick here. Uh-huh. No one can lick our dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which at the time, just like now, I will I will say, just like now, <laughs> there are plenty Somebody of people. Prove that story. Just saying. <laughs> And I'm saying right now there are still people who would approve that yeah, yeah. and who wouldn't get it. And there have always been people who would who have not gotten that joke. That's true. I feel like now, especially with the age of the internet, yeah. there are a lot fewer people in that category. Whereas, like at the time, mm-hmm. people there were. I guarantee you, there are a lot of people who saw those buttons and who got those buttons not because they were supporting him, but because they thought it was effing hilarious, Maybe. which it was. Yeah. People have always been in like there is graffiti in Rome. About like maybe Atlantis too. Yeah, and maybe yeah. Like there's there's all kinds of stuff that shows you right. that uh, previous cultures all had those kinds of jokes. Mm-hmm. It is nothing new. We did not invent it. They did not invent it in the seventies. They didn't invent it in the eighteen seventies <laughs> or the seventeen seventies or that. Like we could go back uh-huh. as far as you want to. Um, but there's there are always people who are so prim and proper that they're just not going to recognize. Or notice. Right. And guess what? I'm not one of those people, so I'm no. noticing your jokes. No. I see you, Robert Sloman. I see you, Barry Letts. Yep. I see you, Terrence Dix. Yep. Uh yeah. Somehow I got through. Tom Tim. You would never get you would never get away with that if you were making Doctor Who now. It would never happen. Mm-hmm. Because 
Our minds are filthy. You also couldn't make that ridiculous time <laughs> sensor. Nope. That is that is one thing that wow, Eagle Moss, don't touch that. Nope. Uh, these things and more were pointed out in the excellent book, Doctor Who, A Discontinuity Guy, the co-written by our friend Paul Cornell. Um, yeah, so there you go. I also like, uh, so what What did you think of Ruth Ingram? And, uh, you know, basically, uh, Sloman lets and Terrence Dix discover feminism and put it in the script. Ugh. <laughs> it's... Like I, the thing, and the thing is, I I actually like her character, uh-huh. but I chalk it entirely up to the actress yes. and her performance. It is her taking a thankless, thankless script, mm-hmm. uh, and and turning it into the way that she handles it and plays it. Her not quite rolling her eyes. I mean, there are some lines that there's just nothing she can do about, and she yeah. just has to sound like you know a. Uh, "Quote unquote screechy strident feminist," mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it is. It is played for laughs. It feels very, I don't know, cartoony mm-hmm. in in many points, and the music doesn't help. Nope, nope, Mm-mm. nope. Yeah, at one point I was like, "It's Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory," because like you know, <laughs> we, did that, it, we did it, we did it, we did it, we did it. Yes, and it just it reminded me of and, and the you know the radiation suits reminded me of the the Mike TV scene when he gets translated across. Oh, we're gonna have to watch Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory again because you look confused. I don't remember that. I remember like the songs and Gene Wilder and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I guess I know what we're doing next. Um, but yeah, so it did remind me of that, and then the music got all wacky, and I was just like, yeah, this is. This is a little bit uh, trippy and cartoony, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous for the rest of it. I'm like I need to between whenever now and whenever we watch the next episode. Gaps between now and now. <laughs> yes. Also, I do appreciate the fact that Sergeant Benton is yep. the one that got it. That was a very nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the squatty is the one that explains it to everyone. Yep. yep. Because it, and it and that's kind of nice too because it is such a like it's a really good explanation of a sort of wild and out there concept mm-hmm. that you have to sort of be a little bit, I don't know. You have to either be really, really far on the side of like super smartness or maybe a little fuzzy brained mm-hmm. to get that sort of a wacky concept. And it makes perfect sense for Benton to get it. So that's, that's the thing that I really liked. It's kind of like intelligence is on like, you know, a scale, not necessarily a left to right, but a circular oh, scale. But right? once it just sort of circles around mm-hmm. to being very stupid and very not understanding it, mm-hmm. but therefore seeing through mm-hmm. all the knowledge and just sort of getting to the grips of it. Yeah. He's not, uh, he's not distracted by, you know, too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he just, <laughs> he gets it. Which which works? Poor Sergeant Benton. I know, but that's who he is. He's about to go on a forty-eight hour pass, all ready to go. Oh, Has a suit and tie. Oh nope. Guess what, Bento? You are going to work. Yeah, I felt bad for him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I wonder what he was about to go off to do. Like, you know. I don't know. I think in a previous, where does he taking his sister to a dance or something like that? There was a previous story uh. in season eight. Maybe he's taking his sister somewhere else. I don't know. I think it's euphemism. I think he's covering up for something. Everyone's, everyone has got, there's always going to be some sort of joke or some mm-hmm. other double entendre in this episode. So whatever you think, it's even, it's worse. Benton. Good old Benton. Good old Bento. But yeah, Bento. but I was. Uh, I don't know I'm calling him Bento, but whatever. Yeah, that's weird. Just got to think of a nickname. So I'm just going to take the last letter and now he's a box. He's a, mm-hmm. Anyway. 
yeah. So yeah, not a fan of the of parts of the writing right. in this, but definitely a fan of some of it. It's this is a very mixed bag. Yep. Um, also, it's uh, it, it has similarities to another Sloman Let's uh, joint, that being the first episode of The Demons, where the Doctor and Joe are in Bessie and they're rushing to get to a place and thing, uh, possibly involving Atlantis, where the Master is uh, summoning a uh, something mm-hmm. at the end of episode one. That is almost exactly how episode one of The Demons ends. But did they have super drive at that point? Uh, no, but did they have an inertia? Oh, I'm thinking the uh, the, the uh, uh, anti-theft system in Ambassadors of Death. I yeah. don't think they had the super drive in The Demons yet. Which also felt kind of cartoony, but that was cartoony in a way that, I don't know, seemed to fit a little better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Bond gadgety kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, and I did like the doctor and, and uh, Joe working together to, you know, I didn't like the instrument, but I liked the use, use of instrumentation yeah. to, you know, try to figure out where, where they needed to be. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, um, you in Grand Theft Auto Online, mm-hmm. uh, you have a penthouse suite. Mm-hmm. And I took you on a tour of this suite that you'd never seen before because I bought it for him. <laughs> bought it. Bought it. Uh, and in it was this game controller, this video game controller. Yes. And you said, oh, that looks like a penis or something like mm-hmm. that. And, and I didn't say anything because I, in it, if you see it in the game, it is 100% like the Doctor's TARDIS sniffer outer. Mm-hmm. 100%. It looks exactly the same. Exactly it. Yep. Very, very phallic. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say something in it that oh. thinking of Grand Theft Auto just totally drove it out of my mind. Sorry about that. Was it Inertia? Was it Cars? Um, was it Atlantis? Was it the dream sequence at the very beginning? You were like, what is happening? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, that was trippy. I was like, are, I actually said, is this the first episode? Yeah. Are you sure? But uh, yes. I mean, and that's, I'm okay with that. You know, the doctor having weird dreams related to the master, like they can be psychically connected. That's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. It was, it was weird and weird in a way that fit in with the rest of the episode. So in retrospect, I'm less okay with it just because of the (laughs) weird stuff in the episode. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's fine. I was, I was a little bit disappointed for Joe's sake that like, you know, she had read him a bunch of news stuff the day before and he completely ignored her. Not cool, doctor. No. Uh, and then later, like when she f- probably guesses, but or you know maybe fig- educated guesses right. uh, what the uh, time sensor thing does, uh-huh. and he, like his his laugh at oh Joe, you're learning. It's just like wow, you are, and like he just keeps ignoring her. Like he's really kind of a jerk to her. Which maybe that is another similarity between this and the demons. <laughs> when you get this uh yeah. this this writer. You get really crappy Dr. Joe relationship. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know Barry Letts always said, oh, it was 50-50. Exactly 50-50 between the two of us about writing the episode. I don't know who or what. Uh, like, how do you write 50-50 when you're co-writing a script? Mm-hmm. Do you like, okay, this is your scene now. You write this. It's like, let's word. Uh, you write the first word of the sentence. I'll write the <laughs> second and carry on after that. I don't know how that all works. But, uh, yeah, I wonder who's, whose uh, feet we have to lay the, the, lay the blame at for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. yep Terry Walsh on a ladder 
Oh, that's right. Yes. You, you had to know something was going to happen there. Mm-hmm. After uh, after Christopher Barry fooling us yeah. in the mutants by him being around an entire episode and not doing a stunt fall, like you just like okay, this is just this is just too obvious. Terry Walsh up a ladder, mm-hmm. shock of when the walls fell. Yep. Yep. Oh, I just almost remembered whatever oh, the thing was that I was going to say. No, no, something that you said reminded me of it, and and now I'm not sure what it was. Oh well, I, I'm sure it wasn't that important. Are you going to remember for episode two, like in two days time or something like that? We're going to have to watch the whole episode again? Oh, God, no. No. Uh, I make no promises. I'm not even certain it was something specifically to do with this episode. It might have just been some random observation that came into my head oh. and then went went right out. So. Okay. Well, it was about the TARDIS sniffer. I feel we've talked a lot about the TARDIS sniffer out at this point. Uh, dur- on location, though, during those scenes, that was the first and only time, apparently, where John Pertwee and Katie Manning had a bit of a spat. Yeah, because um, uh, I I think they got the map wrong or something, which is ironic because I think it's a scene in The Demons that actually has Joe mixed with them. Is it in this one or was it in The Demons? See, I'm getting these two stories confused now too. I know. My my convention anecdotes are starting to jumble up. Uh, Whoops. Whoops. Well, I can't think of anything else to say about the Time Monster episode one. I'm curious. I'm, I'm buckling up, I guess, for, for the next one, whenever yeah. we get to it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. All right. That's the, that's the start. Mm-hmm. We started it. Yep. Now you know what you're in for, or do you? I really don't know. Find out on the next episode <laughs> of Lazy Doctor Who on the Incomparable Network. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.